right, everybody. It is championship week. And we are here to help you set your lineups. Or we'll talk about all of the games today. Uh, FF Stoppy here. Um, I am with Ethan Turner, our local doctor, fantasy doctor, doctor specialist, whatever. A super successful man over there. Very busy guy. Very that, busy guy. That. Um, and we will be talking to you about uh, each game this week and starts and sits and injuries and hopefully helping you set your lineups for your championship week. Congratulations for making it this far. I'm, I'm assuming that those who are listening probably are ones that are still playing. So congratulations on making that that's far. If you didn't make it, I apologize uh, for you being so bad. God, that was mean. No, that's so <laughs> Hey, how did your uh, quick question, Stomp? How did your um, bid to repeat as Scott Fishbowl champion go? Um, I'm very irritated. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I. You had at, it. Yes. I you at had first, it. I did. And at, first, at, at first, I thought, because there was a guy that in my conference that scored like 311 points. And I was like, even if I had made all of the right calls, I wouldn't have beat this guy but i realized he was beat out in the previous week's playoffs in the in the wild card playoffs and so i looked back and i looked at who won and i if i had started brashad perryman over someone like tyler boyd (laughs) or over devonta freeman and i did have brashad perryman starting earlier in the week last week um I would have gone to the finals. I don't know if I would have won because I had Dalvin Cook and Dalvin Cook obviously went down with injury and is probably not playing. Definitely um, not playing. They're talking about shutting him down till December, yeah. which would be not good for football, but really it doesn't matter past this week for fantasy football. But it's not, that's not even the point. Like I could have said, yeah, I won last year and I'm in the top 20 this year, but no, I made a stupid decision. <laughs> I went against my gut. And yeah, there we go. So I'm irritated. At the very least, I made conference finals, so I feel okay about that. Ultimately, I didn't make the playoffs, so you still you still got me beat. That was my Scott Fishbowl debut, finishing at six and six, which I think is pretty fair. I started six and two, and I thought I was freaking good to go. And then my team just got hit with like five straight wide receiver injuries, and I had. Aaron Rodgers, who put like total duds on for like three straight weeks, and yeah, that cost me. So you still have me beat. You are what whatever happens next year, you will always be the Scott Fishbowl eight champion, the number one guy. You will always have that. So I'm sorry, I was really pulling for you to make a you know to 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 repeat because I don't think that'll ever happen, but. Uh, I still believe that you can pull another it one. It was out. just, it, it was a devastating loss for me. Like I said, like it was one of those. If I, if that 311 point guy had beat me, I, there was like nothing I could have done. But now I know I could have done something about it. And now I'm very irritated. Yeah. And I had like fantastic matchups coming up where I had Chris Carson on my team facing Arizona this week. Oh. I had Devonta Freeman on my team facing the Jaguars this week. I had Tyler Boyd who was who's facing Miami this week. It's just like everything was lining up and I made a very stupid decision. But 
So it goes. Um, That's how fantasy is. Yeah. How how are you doing in the rest of your leagues? This is a weird uh, year for me. I, I joined way too many leagues for me. Um, but part of it was because I didn't realize how busy my real life would be when I got like a real job. But um, so I was in nine leagues. One of my leagues was Scott Fishball. Of course, I've already talked about not making the playoffs there. Um, another one of my leagues is a dynasty team that I uh, was tanking in actively uh, pretty much from the start. I traded away a bunch of guys. I have four uh, four of the first 10 picks in our rookie draft, um, including two of the top three. So I'm pretty excited about 2020. And then I have actually three seconds that are on the top five. So um, I'm pretty much going to dominate the draft. Um, and then I have three more first rounders in 2021 in that league. So um, I'm, I'm set for a very quick turnaround, hopefully with uh, a couple of good classes coming in. I'm really hurting it at quarterback, but I've got pretty good wide receivers. So I'm, I'm feeling confident in my future there. Um, but of the seven leagues, I only made two championship games. Um, ironically, it's against probably my arch nemesis in terms of fantasy in both leagues, both my home dynasty league and my, uh, the uh, fantasy football 24 seven does a friends and family league from last year that we, we kept up with. And I invited this, this guy from my hometown into that league and we ran the table and now we're facing each other in that championship too. So seven leagues or seven playoffs, two championship games, both against the same guy. So um, pretty ironic. He's not even in the fantasy football uh, uh community in terms of like writing or doing anything but he's probably the best fantasy football player that doesn't like write or talk about fantasy football uh professionally that i know so it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a fun week he's already been we've already been giving each other hell um i'm already planning to buy a championship belt if i win our home dynasty <laughs> so he has bought he has won he is he is Never not made it to the champion. This is the fourth year that we've had this dynasty league, and he's never not made it to the championship game. Uh, he won the first two years, and he bought these big championship rings, and he wears them every year at our rookie draft. So uh, if I manage to beat him, I'm going full-on championship belt, and I'm going to wear it all around town after we go drinking. So uh, it's it's going to be I'm, – I'm hoping for an upset win there. Well, that's pretty good uh, numbers there. Pretty good playoff numbers there. Good for you. Yeah, I got a, I got a few thousand dollars on the line this this week. So that is terrifying. I that well, I know. I, I mean, I'm <laughs> I I'm in six championships. Uh, that's a few, awesome. A few big quote unquote big money leagues. Like the maximum was I think two hundred dollar buy in. Mm-hmm. Um, one my home dynasty league. I am. Uh, hoping for back-to-back it's kind of an empire pot um so if you win back-to-back you get the pot and we have not had back-to-back in five years so that pot has gotten pretty big um and like all of your like we we pay money to get in the ir and then there's a certain amount of money that goes into the pot every year so i'm going for a back-to-back there so i could win a few thousand dollars or I could win over a thousand dollars there, and then a couple other leagues that can win a thousand dollars. Then there's a few more out there, so could be a big uh, payday, which would be nice. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I love uh, money, so I hear you. Uh, we you all know, need if, money. If you Capitalism. can break even on fantasy, it's it's a worthwhile effort. If you can make money playing, that is 
That's creme de la creme. I'm hoping for a 4x return on investment, so that'd be all right. That is huge, especially um, in redraft, because it's hard, I feel like, year yeah. to year to I'm, I have ne- – no, I won one redraft league a while ago, and I'm in my championship of my home redraft league. Pretty jacked about it. Guess who I have in that league? Just a wild guess. Uh, Probably Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I know you got you. it. Yeah. I reached a tiny bit, but not too much. Um. I have Lamar stacked with Mark Andrews stacked with Mark Ingram. <laughs> that is really mean. And then like uh, I have Chris Carson. It's so efficient. Though. I know. And I, have, I have Chris Carson and I kept Alvin Kamara in like the fifth or something. So yeah, I'm, I'm sitting pretty right now. That's nice. That's um, a nice feeling, but let's uh, get on to why people are listening to us. Nobody cares about our own fantasy teams. We do have a question in the chat here. Uh, right away, uh, Richard Lopez, he says, hey, th- hey, guys, thanks for all the advice this year. Hey, Richard, thanks for listening to us all year. Um, can you rank yes. these three Dynasty QB stashes in a two QB? Bortles, Tyrod, and Ooh. Mason Rudolph. Who He just – oh, what? Oh, what do you mean? Oh, uh, I think he I'm, meant. I'm guessing yeah, cut I'm gonna say in he meant like just got cut in the league. Which is stupid because it's two Q- QB. Yeah, Stompy, don't you have a league where you've had like the worst quarterback injury luck? Oh um, my god, maybe of all time. Well, I, it's not even injuries. Like, well, it it was just it was a perfect storm of everything. So, I I really like Nick Foles going into this year. So I was planning on getting him as a QB three. So I picked Andrew Luck, and it was like in the fourth round. And I was like, there's no way I'm gonna just not like with even with the foot ankle injury that in this mind you this was before retirement. I'm not that dumb um but i picked andrew luck in like the fourth round of a q in a of a super flex startup then i got matt stafford and then i picked falls well luck retired uh falls got injured in the week first week and so i had to start buying qbs and i think i bought i think i bought mace yeah i know (laughs) and i bought mason rudolph it wasn't like horrendous but it wasn't great i think i bought mason rudolph um okay and then I had to buy like Ryan Finley. It was, it was not great. Um, Cause after, no. after Mason Rudolph went down and then Stafford went down and somehow I think I bought Kyle Allen and I don't remember how, where, when I bought Kyle Allen, but I've been playing basically with just Kyle Allen for the last few weeks. And obviously he's being benched for uh, Will Greer. So I don't have a QB in a super flex championship. That's really sad. Um, to this question though, uh, this one's a little tricky. Uh, definitely Bortles yeah. last. Um, I don't think he was very good. Yeah. Um, and I just don't see any, I don't see him paying off unless some crazy, you know, uh, without an injury or something else, at least with the other two, I could see a way for them to be starters next year without, some you know mm-hmm. something outside of their control you know happening so i mean rudolph has the age but i don't think he's really impressed with the time that he's had as a steelers fan it's been hard to watch him play i think the steelers are probably going to draft a quarterback in the second round um uh, or third round this year again i think you're probably looking at maybe a jordan love um, maybe they try to move up into the into the first to get a guy like justin herbert if he starts falling um uh, 
I, I think Sam Ellinger is another option that, you know, if he, I can't, maybe. I don't think he's he going to come out until 2021. Yeah. So if, you know, if he came out, we're still kind of waiting on some of these quarterbacks, but I, those are the types of guys that I think the Steelers could potentially try to bring in. Um, my personal best uh, opinion would be to try to get a guy like Jalen Hurts, but I don't think that he's going to fall far enough. I think that Lamar Jackson's success this year has pushed Jalen Hurts probably into the uh, late first or mid first, um, and the fact that he plays quarterback. Um, but I would go. I'd probably still go Rudolph first just because he's already on a team. He's young. Um, he wasn't ready to start this year, but I could see the team, you know, they've been grooming him um, and he's got youth on his side. I would go probably Rudolph Tyrod, who I think could be a starter next year, but I really, I don't expect that either. Um, I think he's pretty much doomed to be a, a backup unless they really feel like, you know, Rivers is done. Um, and then Bortles at the end. Cause I just don't feel like I, I, I think they're better quarterbacks than Blake Bortles and I just don't see any way he ever becomes any kind of consistent starter again at least with the other two I can see a path you know Rivers retires they use Tyrod for a year that's going to provide you some value um, the Steelers don't have a first so they could decide to go with Rudolph and somebody you know bring somebody in or whatever um, I could still see Rudolph having some value there if he, if he gets a chance to be a starter Bortles I just don't I don't really see it right now I agree with that. I mean, Mason Rudolph is young. They um, they drafted him, I think, to be the future. Uh, I don't know if they got enough of him this year, but if there's anybody who has like the future to be a the the best future prospects to be a starting quarterback, it's definitely Mason Rudolph. Uh, Tyrod was never awful and with the way that the nfl is going with guys like lamar jackson josh allen kyler murray i would think that maybe he gets another chance and to do kind of a read option an rpo type of offense um and i mean rivers fell off a cliff this year and they don't really have a backup there i mean they do have easton stick but that dude is a long-term project. So I would think that maybe Tyrod can be a bridge QB somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I mean, QBs are extremely valuable. We've seen it this year specifically with all of the injuries that, and so, I mean, I could see Tyrod being a, the starter for Los Angeles next, next season. Um, because I believe Philip rivers contract is up this year. It, I don't, I wouldn't want to resign him for how he's playing. I mean, I would expect, I would think that Tyrod gives them a better chance to win now. So, yeah, I, I, I think I agree with Ethan here. It's got to be um, Mason Rudolph, Tyrod, and then I, I just, Bortles had like one. I, he's never really been a good NFL QB. So, I don't know if he gets that chance um, to be that starter ever again. So, there's your answer, Richard. Um, so let's move on to uh, the games this week. Uh, we do have three Saturday games, so no Thursday game. That's why we're recording tonight and doing this live show. Um, and I think a lot of people are having some withdrawals. Um, but we will go through all of the games uh, this week, three Saturday. So remember that, everybody. We have three Saturday games this week. Very important. Um 
Which is great because I have to stay at home for and wait on a package for Christmas on Saturday. I'm pretty irritated because I am traveling to Colorado all day. So I'm driving to Colorado 13 hours. So I'll be able to listen. That seems like a lot. I'm just going to make my girlfriend uh, drive the entire time so I can check my fantasy scores. (laughs) <laughs> oh dude that's the to me that's the word i don't even look at fantasy until at when the games are done at each time slot i'll look and see how my fantasy teams are doing i have found that that is much more relaxing oh i'm sure um, a lot less I, that doesn't mean, it's, me. a, it's a it's my drug it's a habit it's yeah my drug. it's like yeah and it's just the last week you're gonna be able to do it until next year that right. is man that's sad when you actually put it you know can we just pour one out for this fantasy season by the way i'm I taking like a month so i'm taking fast. a month off so this might be the last time that you guys hear me for a month yeah um, and who knows if we're going to bring him back let's just I, be honest here i get it <laughs> um so we we'll, we'll start with those saturday games uh, houston texans at tampa bay bucks this should be an extremely high scoring game two very bad defenses specifically in the secondary two good fantasy quarterbacks i want to emphasize on the fantasy side of things uh because i'm sure john and and james are listening to this and hey he's terrible Jameis winston is awful yes i get it guys Jameis winston is not a good quarterback i know that he's not a good nfl quarterback but for fantasy football he's fantastic so we have um that game uh, the over-under is 53 points, I believe, is the highest of the week. Um, so expect a lot of points scored. Obviously, you're starting to John Watson. You're starting um, Jameis Winston. A lot of injuries in this game. Pretty much all the wide receivers at this point. Uh, so we'll start on the Tampa Bay side here with Godwin, with Mike Evans, and with, and with Scott Miller, which has kind of gone under the radar here. Scotty Miller. I love it. I love this. This is such a fascinating, you know, we went from probably arguably the best wide receiver core um, tandem in, in football to now we have, we're like Brashad Perryman's going to win me a championship this week. Like this is, this is it. I'm starting him in a couple leagues. Uh, (laughs) You know, this is just one of those things where every year we have guys that win you championships. And there's a lot of people out there that if you started Perryman last week, um, unlike Stompy, you are you're probably sitting in your championship game because of the third best wide receiver, a guy who arguably why you uh, rub that in my face, dude. You know I, I'm just giving you a hard it time, hurts. man. It hurts me. It hurts me. Oh God. Uh, yeah, I could see this game getting out of hand pretty quick as far as uh, the throwing the ball. So Paramen, I think you could definitely you could you should you should fire up. I would say that. Um, you know, all the, the Texans, I mean, you, you pretty much have to start uh, DeAndre Hopkins. There's no real argument on why you wouldn't. Um, I think that Will Fuller and Kenny Stills both have touchdown upside. Scott Miller, again, if you just need that, like if you play in a, a – He's on league, the IR. I'm Scott. not kidding. I was not kidding. I The injuries. Dude, there's three hamstring injuries there. Oh, Scotty Miller ended up on the IR too? Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh, I should know this as the injury guy, but yeah, Jesus. Oh, yeah, a, that's terrible. You're making I, us look like amateurs. Justin Watson is a guy. Yeah. Well, no, I think I mean, he could I mean wait, so let, let, let's look at it this way. I um ugh, I just lost my train of thought. Jameis Winston has thrown for less than uh 300 yards, I believe, once since like week six. 
So you do know that they're throwing the ball. We do know that their their running backs are atrocious. I mean, okay, I shouldn't say atrocious for all of those, um, <laughs> all of those. Uh, what's his face? Who cares what his name is? Uh, Ronald Jones, running truthers out there. But oh gosh, uh, <laughs> Ronald Jones. But yeah, I mean, Jameis Winston chucks the ball. I mean. L- 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 since week, like I said, week six, he's thrown for over 300 yards in all but one game. And in that one game, he threw for 268 yards. So, and he's thrown for 400 yards three times on the season. He's thrown for 300 yards, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven times on the season. So, you know, they're throwing the ball. Um, they Again, they don't have the running game. Uh, so they have Brashad Perryman and Justin Watson. I, I know I am starting Brashad Perryman in a couple places. We saw what he can do last week. Um, we've seen some connection with Jameis and Brashad Perryman this season. Justin Watson showed a little bit two weeks ago, and with the amount of targets that are available, you have to expect that Justin Watson's probably got some upside too. So if you need to take a swing and you didn't get Perryman, maybe you play Justin Watson as a flex option. I also really like uh, OJ Howard this week. The Texans yeah. have the Texans have not been good against tight ends uh, this season, so and especially of late. Um, so there's and and Howard I believe has 15 targets over the last three games, so he's starting to get more involved. So I do like OJ Howard as well. But yeah, I mean, there's just not a lot of um, pass catchers there. And there's a lot of targets, so those three I really like this week. Yeah, I think OJ Howard is 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 quietly resurged as a low end tight end one option. Again, more more injuries to this team is only going to push his value up. Um, you were actually uh, you were actually lowballed him there. He has had 18 targets in the last three games. I apologize. Um, he's gone for four catches and. Uh, and over 46 yards in each of those hasn't had his touchdown. I definitely could see this being a game where he, he ends up getting to see at least a few chances to score a touchdown. Um, only one touchdown this year, but I mean, if you look uh, OJ Howard was one of those guys that I think let a lot of people down this year. Um, uh, but we're seeing now that the, there isn't the wide receivers to throw to, they are trying to get him more involved. He still has that, uh, that breakaway speed where he can turn a catch into 40 or 50 yards. Um, you know, over those last three weeks, you know, he had 12 yards of catch, 18 yards of catch, 11 yards of catch. I mean, he's one of those guys that could take a, you know, take a one, one catch down 50 yards and a touchdown. And then he's you know a top three tight end on the week. So I uh, definitely like him as a play this week as well. Uh, on the other side of the ball, obviously Deandre Hopkins, other than that, I mean, how do we? I, you kind of have to like Will Fuller this week. Yeah. Um, is he going to be playing? Is he going to be effective? Can you tell us anything about that hamstring? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think there's a good chance that he plays. Um, he is still listed as questionable, um, but very unlikely that he misses this game. Um, I unless he has a setback in practice which so far up to this point it doesn't look like he has had one um it, it looks like fuller should be good to go and i think that he's definitely um definitely in a, a top 36 wide receiver against that bucks defense that just can't really stop anybody yeah so my my issue with fuller is just trusting that his hamstring's not going to pop 
at any point in time. That I mean, it's definitely a risk. That's the problem with these hamstring injuries is that we've seen it year after year after year. I always tell people, you know, the, the most likely uh, chance of re-injury is, is right when they first come back and as soon as they start running full speed. So um, with Fuller, you know, we, we did see him um, last week. I think we could see him again this week. Um, another week to heal, and I think that I don't see any problem with playing him as a wide receiver three. I think that he's definitely uh, worth the boom because, again, he's one of those guys that he could win you a fantasy championship by himself if he blows up. Yeah, and that's one of those things. If you're an underdog or if you, let's say, lost Dalvin Cook and you don't have much in terms of backups and you need to take that swing, maybe you take the swing with somebody like Will Fuller. Yeah, uh, and and you have multiple in this one. I mean, Perryman, Fuller, Watson are all pretty big swings here, but they could win you championships this week. Um, those are really the only two that I like. I mean, I, I think I, I'm not in love with, or I I really don't like Hyde this week. Um, he, they the Buccaneers have been fantastic against the run. They're ranked first overall in DVOA. On the season, I believe they've allowed the fewest fantasy points, if not top three fewest fantasy points um, to running backs. Yeah, they've allowed the third fewest fantasy points to running backs on the season. They've only allowed one 100-yard rusher. The next highest is 75 to Derrick Henry. Um, They've had a lot of – held a lot of rushers, 250 yards rushing. So I don't think Carlos Hyde is a good start this week. If anybody, it's going to be Duke Johnson, but I highly doubt that you're going to be starting Duke Johnson in your championship game. Um, and then, uh, believe it or not, Tampa Bay has been pretty good, especially recently against tight ends. So while we liked Fells early on, I, I just, I can't, I can't trust him. I can't do it. Yeah. I don't think you can trust him. I mean, on the, uh, over the last five weeks, they have allowed the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends. They haven't allowed, they allowed Jared cook to catch one touchdown in week 11. And that's been the only double digit game since week nine. So you just can't trust Fells. I don't think you can trust Aiken. So really it's going to be a high volume game again for Deandre Hopkins and Will Fuller probably. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Uh, moving on to the next game on Saturday, Buffalo Bills at New England Patriots. This is almost the exact opposite game of the first game. Uh, it's going to be a defensive uh, slugfest. Two very good defensive teams here. The over-under is 38 and a half, so Vegas expects this to be a very low-scoring game. Not a lot to like in this game in terms of fantasy football. I think Devin Singletary is about the only thing that you can really like in this game feel relatively confident about in this game. Am, am I wrong? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that just from a volume perspective, you're probably going to have to start him anyway. Um, just, just because he has basically uh, turned himself into a low key bell cow. Um, and I think that he's, he's a guy that I target pretty aggressively in my dynasty leagues. Um, you know, this is one that if he has a bad game here and you're, you know, hopefully you're in, if you're in a dynasty league, your trade o- trades open after the fantasy championship. Um, he's a guy that I'm, uh, aggressively targeting in dynasty, uh, just cause I, I don't see any reason for them to bring in uh, another guy. They could theoretically bring in another guy, but 
Um, I just don't see any yeah. reason for them to based on how well he's played when given this opportunity at the end of the year. So right. um, John Brown is going to have, he's probably going to get shut out with McCordy. I mean, he's playing against that secondary for yeah. the Patriots. Don't, you don't play with them. Uh, you don't play around with them. He's a guy that, you know, if you're looking at Will Fuller or John Brown, I know Brown's been kind of the guy that's been consistent week to week, but I'm probably switching a guy like Fuller in um, just because I could see Brown just playing. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game anyway. Um, they're talking about possibly, I've seen a report on this, that um, this elbow injury with Tom Brady uh, might be a little bit more significant than what um, he's letting on. I th- uh, there's some some rumors going around that Belichick is worried that that's kind of part of the reason Brady hasn't been playing well. I think you could argue that his he's his, also very old. His age could be uh, impacting that as well. Um, I won't I won't doubt one of the best uh, pure quarterbacks of all time. But I'm again I I don't this is a game I don't think they need to have. I think it's going to be a ton of just pounding the ball, a lot mm-hmm. of running. Um, I would say with that in mind, I don't hate Sony Michelle this week. I know it's a bad matchup. Uh, as an RB3, though, I don't hate it. Um, outside of that, it's this is pretty ugly. I'm probably yeah. staying away um, for the most part. So I, just to inf- the the Patriots, they're, they're – um, I guess, quote unquote, weakness is against the run. They have allowed a few 100 yard rushers this season four on the season, including Frank Gore, the immortal Frank Gore. Uh, Chubb had a big game. Mark Ingram had a big game. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott also had a big game. Um, And then Joe Mixon had a monster game last week, 136 yards. Joe Mixon, the second half of this season, I believe has been like the RB five or something like that. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's kind of been, I guess, their little bit of weakness. So Singletary, I, I think, is an okay flex play. But other than that, like you said, I mean, the last time they played, I I believe um, Brown caught five of 11 targets for 69 yards. Nice. <laughs> um, nice. Nice. Uh, and then Cole Beasley actually had 75 yards. If there's a weakness in that pass defense, it's against slot receivers. But even then, like it's they're not giving up big games. I mean, the one big game they gave up was the Golden Tate. He had 102 yards in that one touchdown, just out of nowhere. Other than that, like didn't just, he have like not, a 50 yard catch in that game? Yeah, a 50. I believe it was a 50 yard touchdown catch. Yeah. So, but yeah, again, one just, big play. I, I understand how weeks. Yeah, I, yeah, I understand how effective John Brown has been but you just cannot play with the Patriots defense. And on the other side of the ball, like Josh Allen, Josh Allen only completed 46% of his passing attempts. I believe uh, uh, against the Patriots the first time around that he did have that concussion, I believe in the second half, but he was not on his way to a good fantasy day whatsoever. And with Josh Allen, you're banking on a, a rushing touchdown. And there's just other options that I would take over Josh Allen. I mean, I would take Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, Andy Dalton's not the worst stream in the world against Miami. Miami. Drew Locke is facing Detroit at home in what should be better weather. So it's just there are – I mean, like I I probably would play Drew Locke for the ceiling over Josh Allen this week. 
It's just yeah. not – it's not I, – I understand that he's been extremely effective on the ground, but when you're not going to – when you're only going to put up like 150 yards through the air, he's not Lamar Jackson. You are really banking on that rushing touchdown. And and like you said, I just don't think the Patriots are some – a defense that you you play around with. I will say the the one kind of question mark for me in this game is Julian Edelman. We've seen mm-hmm. uh, last week was arguably uh, probably the worst game he's had in two years at least, um, maybe worse. He only had five targets, two receptions. He's dealing with knee and shoulder issues. Um, he has not looked good. I mean, this is his eleven uh, week low in snap percentage as well. He only had forty played forty snaps at sixty percent. That's He's going to play, but I really do feel like Julian Edelman is a trap this week. Yeah. Um, I don't – I would not be suiting I'm, – I'm sitting him in a few of my – in one of my championship games. Um, as sad as it is for me, uh, having traded for him earlier in this year for this situation, uh, I just don't think that it's uh, – the Bills uh, – Tredavious White – if Edelman plays, he gets Tredavious White, and White is going to probably crush him. So uh, – just stay away from the wide receivers in this game. I just don't don't yeah. see any reason for them to be starting in, on your team. Honestly, um, stay away from everybody in this game. Let's that's, be that's pretty much all you have to yeah. say. Um, what's this last Saturday game? Uh, Los Angeles Rams at San Francisco 49ers. This one could also be a relatively ugly game. Um, or it could be huge. This is yeah, a you never weird know. one. This is yeah. like... The 49ers defense has been really good at times, and then there's times where they give up a ton of points. So, against that, again, that was against the Saints, but uh, we'll have to see kind of what this game turns into. I mean, what do you what do you think for these guys? Obviously, you're starting Gurley, right? I mean, it really depends. Um, if I I am starting Gurley in one league because like there's like five flex positions. It's no, sorry, four flex, three flex, and a super flex. But um, my other QB is Matt Stafford, and he's on IR. So, <laughs> um, so I have to start Gurley there. But, I mean, if you only have to start, like, two running backs, and let's just say, like, you, you draft like I do and you go running back heavy, Todd Gurley might be a sit option this week. I, I get that, like, he's just heavily involved and they're fighting for their playoff lives. But, I mean, it's San Francisco. San Francisco has been phenomenal all season. Um, th- this is the weakness the, against the run is the, quote again, quote-unquote weakness of the 49ers defense. But how weak is it really? I mean, they've allowed the second-fewest fantasy points to running backs on the season. They've allowed the uh, – the fewest over the past five weeks. So it's not like you are getting a fantastic matchup by any means. Um, I think if you have better options, I might be sitting girly. If you have like a Devonta Freeman, I would be sitting girly. Yeah, this one's tough too because uh, the when they played each other earlier in the year, Gurley missed that game. So um, we didn't even get to see Gurley against San Francisco. Obviously, that that offense didn't play particularly well. Jared Goff, I think, had like 
Looks like he had 78 yards passing on the whole game. I think no touchdowns, no interceptions, but that's I think that was a game where they allowed like two straight 100 yards and then like a 78 yard. Like it was just you couldn't do anything against the 49ers. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like Malcolm. Yeah, Brown they went. Did sorry, Baker, so it was Baker Mayfield had a hundred, Goff had seventy eight, and then Case Keenum had seventy seven. That was three straight games. <laughs> yeah, that's when we thought San Francisco was like the most legit defense on the planet. Um, obviously, they've faded a little bit, but they're still pretty darn good. I mean, yep. it's not a defense you would trifle with. Um, not quite to the Patriots level, um, but still not a defense you want to have a ton yep. of stock. Uh, playing up against so if you've got rams this is a good week you're gonna probably have to sit them i'll be honest Uh, here here's my thing though i there are two players that i don't think you can sit and it's robert woods and tyler but okay so you say that but everett has been cleared to play so gerald everett is coming back he's off the injury report i know that probably just ruined your whole week um but he got removed from the injury report today and he will play oh, so damn it <laughs> so if you're trusting tyler higby you're playing a dangerous game my friend oh, jesus i know that's not a good feeling why would, I, why just no sit him stop it now i gotta think about playing th- jack doyle over tyler higby one of two I things that's going to happen with this either they're going to keep higby who has played incredibly well the last three weeks or they're just going to slot Gerald Everett right back into that that spot, which is stupid. Higby has so, three straight 100 yard receiving, like he's been their best receiver. Ugh. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I thought Higby earned a starting job over Everett with how he played, but you know how these teams are, man. Everett was the starter, so uh, you know they. This is going to be tough, you know. It it's one of two things that's going to happen, and uh, that is a, a dangerous game to play. I would still probably start Higby if my other option was Jack Doyle, but if I got if I got anybody else, like I'm putting OJ Howard in for Higby in a league this week, just because I think that Howard's matchups better, and I, I don't trust the Rams, dude. I don't trust the Rams to not put yeah, Joe Everett right luckily in there. Luckily, that's my Lamar Jackson Christian McCaffrey league. <laughs> and Aaron Jones and Mike Boone and Devontae Adams and I'm, Darren I'm Waller. <laughs> Nobody cares about your fantasy team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah, you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to figure out that with Tyler Higby. I mean, there are definitely some better plays out there, but with how hot he's been, I don't know if you can afford to sit it. Like maybe if you have OJ Howard, <sighs> fine. But like you're well, still you starting a star tight end, right? Maybe, but you're still starting Kittle over him. You're still starting Kelsey. You're still starting Ertz. But then that's where I mean I'd probably start Waller over him. But that's where it starts to get iffy. Yeah. So you might have to take your licks on that one, uh, and just take your your chance. But the other Most one, likely, like I said, if you're starting Tyler Higby, you needed him because yeah. you don't have anything at tight end. You know, you picked him up off waivers. You probably spent some some coin on him. Um, either, hopefully, the first week that ever it was out, but definitely the sec- if you picked him up the second week, uh, you're probably hurting at tight end. You're probably going to have to start him anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and like I said, the other one, 
Robert Woods has, I mean, except for last game, has been dominating of late. He's been requiring a huge target, I think 25% target share, something like that. And I don't think they're going to go away from him. Yeah, Cooper Cup has disappeared. Brandon Cooks has not been involved. Non-existent. I mean, it's, it's been it's been Higby and it's been Robert Woods. And I don't like I said, I don't think you can afford to sit either one in this game. Um, I don't know if <clears throat> I think Richard Sherman's been dealing with some injuries. Yes, uh he is. Gosh, what did he have? He had a uh, hamstring injury. Yeah, last he week. had an he had an injury. So I mean, uh, that could be something to hold on to as well. But again, I, I don't I don't think you can sit Robert Woods unless you're like stacked at wide receiver. And I don't think you can sit Tyler Higby this week unless you're stacked at unless you have like a super tight end group. Yeah, I agree um, with that. On the other side of the ball, I mean, obviously you're starting Kittle. Raheem Mostert has basically forced the hand of Shanahan here. Uh, though uh, I believe that uh, Mostert has he I mean he's played last week he only got 53 percent of the snaps um, Tevin Coleman saw 30 percent Matt Braid I mean this is still a running back by committee Mostert has been the most effective but you're not expecting him to get 20 touches he's gonna get you 10 to 15 but he's been effective with it yeah, he's this, scored in the last four games. So yeah, that I mean, this is another. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't trust him. This this offense can score points. So and the Rams. Well, the Rams have been vulnerable to the run uh, of late. Mark Ingram gashed him. Um, Carson Chris Carson gashed him. He, I mean, he had seventy six yards on fifteen carries, and then last week Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard just crushed him. So. Yeah, I mean, I think Raheem Mostert's a good RB2 flex option as well here. What do you think about the quarterbacks here? I mean, are you willing to start Jimmy Garoppolo? Are you willing to start nope. Jared Goff? Yeah, that's kind of how I feel, too. I mean, Goff, unless, Goff, absolutely not. But, um, I mean, I don't I think, think Garoppolo is more of a QB2 this week. So, if you're playing a super flex, hopefully you are. That's why you're listening to this show. But uh, I think he's okay as a QB2, but I wouldn't expect huge – big huge game out of them well and if you look at their numbers like their numbers since like week eight they haven't been giving up big numbers they gave up one big game to lamar jackson which is kind of the outlier for everybody like lamar jackson just runs over every i mean san francisco had a horrendous game against lamar jackson new england had a horrendous game against lamar jackson lamar jackson is the exception here but yeah they're not giving up passing yards i mean from week 10 through week uh, 15 against Dallas, I mean, the most passing yards they gave up was 245, and that was to Russell Wilson with no touchdowns. Even last week, Dak Prescott in that blowout only had 212 yards and two touchdowns. So they're not giving up a ton of points there, and I think they're going to just rub the ball and just kind of put Jimmy Garoppolo in that game manager type situation like he should be. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, so I, I, I don't know what that means for Debo. I don't love it because you have Jalen Ramsey there. Um, there, uh, what, who was their second cornerback there? And I can't remember his name, something Nichols. Um, I believe he was injured, but I'm not sure. Um, 
but there's just not a lot to love about the wide receiver core right now. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders had a blow up game. I believe Devo Devo had a blow up game, but I don't think that you can really trust anybody besides George Kittle in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's been the case all year. There's a little bit of a stretch there where you could trust Debo. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is so boom bust right now. I mean, could he have a big game? Yeah. But are you probably going to be able to trust him? Uh, I wouldn't bank on it having him having a good game. So, you know, that's, that's probably a a non-factor there. Um, I think we've pretty much hit everybody in this game. So let's, let's head on to the next one here. All right. So we have, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars at Atlanta Falcons. This I think is a sneaky high scoring game. Um, I mean, neither defense has been good. The Falcons secondary has been a lot better since um, what Raheem uh, can't remember who took over the play caller duties. Raheem Morris, uh, yeah, that was it. Raheem Morris took over the secondary duties, um, so they've been a lot better in the secondary there. But I mean, I think most of this game is going to be f- on the ground. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I mean, both teams are bad against the run. Uh, specifically Jacksonville, especially the la- over the last five weeks, has been allowed the most fantasy points to running backs. So this is this is where I really like uh, Devonta Freeman. Freeman has averaged, according to Yahoo, scoring sixteen point nine fantasy points against teams that are allowing or that are in the bottom half of the league in terms of allowing um, fantasy points to running backs. If that makes sense. So basically the worst, uh, the worst plays teams, well against bad teams. Yeah. He plays well against bad um, r- rush defense teams. And I mean, that's the epitome of Jacksonville. Uh, so I, I think this is another Devonta Freeman big week. And like I said, if you have Devonta Freeman and, and Todd Gurley, I'd be playing Devonta Freeman, um, probably playing Devonta Freeman over Singletary um this week as well i mean there's uh, he's got he's going to have a good week this week and there and when you take take into account that devonta freeman i believe is 13th in the league in um in targets even even though he's missed two games he's very heavily involved in the passing game calvin ridley's not there uh, he could be very heavily involved in the passing game again. So this is a Devonta Freeman week for me. Um, Obviously you're starting Julio. Yeah. Calvin Ridley's out. Um, he's got that abdominal entry, which I I'll be honest with you. I still have not seen anything about this, which really concerns me uh, for Calvin Ridley. Uh, I just don't, he basically collapsed on the sidelines Um announced that he was out for the year the next day and that is it that's all we've heard from it it's it's very weird i don't understand what it was i don't understand how serious it was hopefully in the off season we'll hear you know he had surgery something happened to him obviously he's not playing so we need to know kind of what that is uh to assess his future long-term value um but julio jones is you have to start julio jones um DJ Shark is coming off an ankle injury. Uh, he, despite being very good this year, it looks like he might play. He's been limited in practice. I would not be trusting him. Um, he's a guy that relies on speed. Um, even in a good matchup, an ankle injury is going to slow him down. Uh, I think I would say he's a low-end 
wide receiver three this week. Um, hopefully, and that's mostly just because of the matchup. I mean, Atlanta is bad against pass. So mm-hmm. um, I like that. I like, um, you know, I like Chris Conley as kind of a touchdown dependent guy. I, Conley's a very good start if Shark does not play. If Shark yeah. plays, I'm not playing anybody but Shark yeah. on, uh, for the pass catchers. Um, I mean, I think you have to start Hooper. I don't think it's a great matchup, but it's not a horrendous matchup by any means. Um, and like I said, with or like we talked about with uh, Ridley being down, there's a lot of targets there. Um, Hooper was shut down last week, but he probably shouldn't be shut down this week. So I think Hooper's a good start this week. Um, so it's Julio Freeman and Hooper for me. Um, Matt Ryan's an okay start as well. I mean, yeah. Jacksonville uh, over the past five weeks have allowed the 10th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I don't love Matt Ryan, um, but there are some bad QB matchups out there and he might be, I, I, he might be a back end QB one for all intents and purposes. So that should be fine. Um, on the other side of the ball, like I said, the the passing defense for Atlanta has been a lot better um, of late. They they haven't sh- necessarily shut down quarterbacks, but I mean they are also not giving up a ton of points to quarterbacks. And Gardner Minshew has been kind of hit and miss um, towards the end of the season here. So I think that Gardner Minshew, you probably have better options than Gardner Minshew um, this week. So I'm not really trusting him. I think you have to start Shark if he plays because I think he's going to get volume. Leonard Fournette is a good start this week as well. Um, Atlanta, I mean, they've been okay against the run, but, like, I mean, Fournette gets, like, 90% of the touches in that backfield. So you cannot sit him um, at any point. So, yeah, I mean, that's all I'm starting on Jacksonville side too. I, if you're start. uh, like I said, if Shark sits, Conley is a great start. If Shark plays, you want—I mean, Shark's the only one that I really want there. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think you pretty much hit that on the head. So we can we can go on to the next one here. Um, Baltimore Ravens at Cleveland Browns. Uh, this looks like it might be a high-scoring game. I don't necessarily agree with the over/under here of forty-nine, but it has the Ravens by nine and a half. So. Well, the the Ravens are probably going to put up fifty bucks. <laughs> so, well, not, mind you, know, you mind, mind you, they lost forty to twenty five the last time they played. Yeah, I just don't see that happening. I think this this Browns team is. But uh, sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pause here. We have a we have a question in the chat here from Scott Sidlow, I believe. Uh, half up, PPR, Scott? half PPR starting Debo over AJ Brown or Terry McLaurin. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. <laughs> no. AJ Brown Next has been question. on AJ Brown's been on fire. Terry McLaurin faces Washington's. No, sorry, other way around. Terry McLaurin faces New York Giants secondary, which have been giving up monster amounts of points. Um yeah. and as much as I don't like Dwayne Haskins, this is a good matchup. So Debo uh, you sit Debo for both AJ Brown and Terry McLaurin this week. Yep. I agree. All right, back to Baltimore at Cleveland. Uh, let's get the obvious ones out of the way. You're starting Lamar Jackson. You're starting Mark Ingram. You're starting Nick Chubb. You're starting Mark Andrews. Okay. Now, Baker Mayfield's a horrendous start. Do yeah, not start Baker Mayfield idea. this week. 
That's a bad um, idea. I Nick Chubb, you got to start. Yeah. Nick Chubb gashed them for th- 100, over 100 yards and three touchdowns the last time they played. Nick Chubb is matchup proof. Is he Freddie Kitchens proof, though? <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, I think he has shown that he is, even with little volume, you know, even with Kareem Hunt basically negating most of his passing work. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb is still just like absolutely destroying defenses. So he's leading the league in rushing by by almost seventy yards. Oh no, almost eighty yards. Sorry. Um, he's been absolutely dominant, and I mean there are times like you may not love what Freddie Kitchens has done, um, with his usage and like halves and stuff. Like he, I mean, he can just take away Chubb for a half and it makes zero sense. Chubb honestly should be averaging 25 touches a game. Yeah. um, In my opinion, but you can't sit Chubb here. Chubb, like I said, last time they played Baltimore, 165 yards, three touchdowns. You're not sitting Chubb. Anybody else? I mean, Jarvis Landry has been relatively on fire here. Um, all right, Trader Joe. We we have Trader Joe, a a Browns fan and a Baker Mayfield fan in the chat. That's fine. Baker Mayfield has been trash this season. Baltimore Ravens have been very good on defense, specifically since that game. You are not starting Baker in this game. Yeah, take that. Just, just six stones. <laughs> you you're helpful. You're you're helpful. I think Kareem. Um, I think Kareem Hunt. One, you have to start. You have to start Nick Chubb. Let's just you're you're starting Nick Chubb. I think in a PPR, you've got to start Kareem Hunt as well. He's just getting too much work from a receiving end. I mean, since he came back, nine targets, eight targets, three three targets, but he had a touchdown on the ground. You know, five targets, nine targets. He had one with two, but he turned it into 40 yards, had another touchdown on the ground. I mean, as a running back three, which is probably what you're using Kareem Hunt as, and a PPR, yeah, I definitely think you could use it because I think they're going to be behind. I think they're going to be throwing the ball quite a bit in this game. So I like Kareem Hunt as a flex option at running back. Mm -hmm. Um, But – Outside of Chubb and Hunt, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much out on this team, man. That's tough to say because you got Landry and OBJ. If one of them scores a touchdown, it. But I just don't. I, I no. I'm just going with the running backs. I'm just going with the running backs. I'm playing it safe. And what do you think about that? I mean, would you start Landry or? Odell. Odell's playing hurt right now. I would not I would not be starting Odell, though. Uh with Marcus Peters, yeah, so Jimmy sad. Smith, and that. Marlon Humphreys on the outside. Um, they have been susceptible to slot receivers, though. So if you're going to play Landry, I would be playing. I mean, if you're gonna play a wide receiver here, I would be playing Landry. Um, they gave up 24 points to fantasy points to uh, Jamison Crowder last week. Uh, week 14, they gave up 10.9 to Cole Beasley, including a touchdown. Um, 
And Landry was the guy who totally ripped him up in that last game. I mean, he had eight receptions for 167 yards. He should have had a touchdown. Edelman had 89 yards against them. um, So he had 11.9 points. Um, There's another one here. Tyler Lockett had 61 yards and a touchdown. So if you're going to play a wide receiver here, I think it's going to be Landry. It's tough to sit Landry at this point because he's the hottest pass catcher for them but yeah i mean that's the I only mean, one it's, I, I would feel okay starting landry i don't think i would start obj if no, I no absolutely any not kind of options because yeah. he's playing hurt it's pretty clear just by looking at how he's playing he's not he's not feeling well and i think that like you said he's probably gonna get shut down um with those outside guys so i'm i'm going with landry Jar- i mean jarvis landry's been getting volume volume that is like his whole life (laughs) he's been getting volume um but he has 123 uh targets this season over a thousand yards uh five touchdowns um but yeah i mean i think it's landry if you're gonna i get taking a chance on baker mayfield this week but i just i can't do it because the baltimore ravens have been so good against quarterbacks uh this season but specifically of late, um, or especially of late. Uh, let me, let me look here. Um, from weeks nine through 14, they allowed 9.9, five, 6.4, 9.1 and 8.7 fantasy points to starting quarterbacks. And that includes guys like Dejon Watson, uh, Josh Allen, Jimmy Garoppolo through this hot streak, um tom brady was in there so it's not like they're just shutting down uh scrubs here and they've only given up one game over 18 fantasy points and that was a to patrick mahomes in week three this secondary has been phenomenal this defense has been phenomenal i just cannot take the chance on baker mayfield and there you go i agree um next what about like hollywood brown i mean Uh, um I mean, if you want to talk about it, we're talking dart throws here. Yeah. I mean, we're talking possible big games. There aren't very many guys in the league that are as fast as Marquise Brown. I could see him. If you're down by a significant amount of points, he is a guy that I would consider just because I think that. See, and I don't even know if he's got four catches for. But even then, though, like Lamar Jackson's just. Like he's settled into what a lot of us thought he was going to be, where he's just going to throw for 150 yards to 200 yards, run for 80 plus yards, and get like three total touchdowns. So that's my Wait, issue. That's totally underestimating Lamar Jackson. <laughs> You'd be lucky if he only puts three on you. you uh, but I mean, you understand the point, though. Is is in do order think, for do you think in, Brown is going to score a touchdown? Yes or no? See, I don't know. I don't know. He See, has he has to, but he's not going to get the yardage. Is the the issue here? See, I, I think he's boom or bust. I mean, I don't like. But his but his but the, my my issue is his boom game is not going to be as high as some other like Will Fuller's boom game. Yeah, like it's not, not going to be that volume high. to do right. it. Right. Well, it's not even it's not even about the volume for me. It's it's about I mean, I guess it is kind of volume, but it's about the amount of throws that are going to occur 
And like in order for him to have a boom game to get over a hundred yards, he's going to have 50% of like the air yards for a game. And I just don't see that happening. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on here. Uh, New Orleans saints at Tennessee Titans, another game that is probably going to be relatively high scoring. I mean, New Orleans, though they did shut down uh, the Colts. I think that was more on Jacoby Brissett than anything. They did allow, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to absolutely feast um, two weeks ago. So uh, kind of iffy defense here uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, we saw Drew Brees absolutely crush Indianapolis and San Francisco. So I don't think you're sitting Drew Brees. No. Ryan Tannehill has been arguably the hottest quarterback over the past or in the second half of the season. So I doubt you're going to be sitting him. I mean, I'm starting him in a championship game. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think you start both of these quarterbacks, uh, you start their star wide receivers. So both Michael Thomas and AJ Brown, uh, you start both of the star running backs in Alvin Kamara and, uh, Derrick Henry, um, Alvin Kamara has obviously had a down year this year because of the touchdowns. However, the Titans, are giving up, I believe, the second most uh, receptions to running backs on the season, and this is this has an Alvin Kamara game written all over it for me. Um, yeah, I could definitely see him being used quite a bit in this one. I just don't think that I don't think they're going to be able to stop him in the passing game. And the Saints are excellent at if you can't stop one of their players, they just yeah. just completely shove that person down your throat. Um, ask anybody who had to play Michael Thomas last week. Um, Michael Thomas was open every single play for like four straight quarters. I mean, and, and they just kept throwing him the ball and it was incredibly frustrating for a lot of people. So, I mean, I think Kamara could be that guy this week where they're just, you know, I could see him getting 10 plus targets easily. Well, and, and we, we've seen it in the past with Kamara. I mean, there were multiple games in the recent pass that he was absolutely crushing um and he had gotten like 10 plus targets i believe double digit targets in multiple weeks there um as i'm looking for his uh fantasy production here but yeah i mean he had back-to-back listen he had a stretch where he went seven targets eight targets 10 targets 10 targets nine targets eight targets like he's still getting the targets He's just not getting in the end zone. So that's the issue. I do think this is an Alvin Kamara week. I do think he will be fine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would not be sitting Alvin Kamara this week. By the way, he only has two games below uh, 12 fantasy points this season. So he's very, very solid. And while you may not get that super ceiling from him, at the very least, you're probably getting 15 fantasy points from him. Um, I think Jared Cook is a good, a decent start this week as well, by the way. Um, the Titans have not, especially of late, have not been good against uh, the tight ends. Tight, tight end, Titans, tight ends. Um, Titans, tight ends. Um, they allowed uh, Jack Doyle to go for 16.3. They allowed Travis Kelsey to go for 17. They've allowed Hunter Henry to go for 12.7. Austin Hooper, 17.5. Jared Cook has been heavily involved in this passing game since uh let's look here because um since about week five against tampa bay um in ppr uh ppr formats 
He's had double-digit fantasy points in every week except for last week where he had 9.4. So he yeah. is kind of the pass catcher three for this offense. It's a very um, – He's actually second on the team in yards. Well, there you go. He, it's, oh. a very, it's a very funneled offense. You basically have three pass catchers you can trust. Traquan Smith has been flashing a little bit. but Taysom yeah. Hill. No, I'm just God, just, don't, don't put taste of meal in your um but yeah so lineup. jared cook's not a bad start either this week um on the other side johnu smith i don't know i don't hate it if because he's getting at least he's getting the ball thrown to him he's a tight end that's really all it takes right to to be any good uh as a tight end if you can just get some volume um maybe you know he's he's a pretty good athlete so if he gets, uh, if like they brought up in the chat, you know, if Lattimore is working on Brown, um, AJ Brown, you know, I, I might see my, Janu I, being used uh, a little bit more. Let's put it I, that way. I'm not concerned about Lattimore and Brown. They'll move Brown enough or around enough to get him the ball. Yeah. Uh, Hill will get him the ball as well. But I mean, looking at the tight end uh, or New Orleans Saints against the tight ends, they give up good, uh, decent or a good fantasy day to George Kittle. They gave up one to Jaden Graham with Austin Hooper out against Atlanta. Uh, Cameron Braid had a monster day. Um, Charles Clay had a relatively big day. He had 88 yards against them. And this is the Arizona uses the tight end the fewest or the least in the league. And and Charles Clay had 88 yards on him. So not a bad start. Johnu is extremely athletic as well as we saw. I believe he had a 51 57 yard, yard rush attempt. So which is I, bonkers for a tight end. Are you kidding it, me? If you use him as a rusher is right. unreal. If you're struggling against or with your tight ends this week, think about Johnu Smith. Um other than that, I mean, like I mentioned, Derrick Henry, you're not sitting Derrick Henry. No. Not anybody else that I really love. I mean, Corey Davis has just kind of fallen nope, off the that's a nope. here. Nope, you just um, stay away. Though I, I believe that Derrick Henry has popped up on the injury report this week. Derrick Henry has been dealing with um, with an injury for the last couple weeks. Um, it looks like he is expected to play, um, but he didn't practice. Um, he practiced Wednesday. He is dealing with a hamstring injury. This is... This is actually something to watch going into the mm-hmm. end of the weekend. So definitely need to follow me on Twitter because I'm going to be updating you as I can here. Um, because Henry practiced on Wednesday and then didn't practice on Thursday. So that's a downgrade. And again, with these hamstrings, it's the first two weeks. As soon as they come back, that's when they're most likely to re-injure it. So, so yeah, I mean, watch, watch it. Watch the news there. Pick up Deion Lewis probably now if you can, um, just in case. Because uh, he could have a decent game, though New Orleans against running backs, it's not a fantastic matchup. So there's probably better options out there. Uh, moving on, Carolina Panthers at Indianapolis Colts. So again, two bad defenses once more, but Carolina Panthers seem to be uh, seem to want to start Will Greer here. So that's throwing a wrench into a lot of things. Uh. I think it affects the pass catchers there. Um, I don't think you can really afford to sit DJ more, but it's definitely kind of a scary proposition, isn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, with Greer's start, we don't know what we're going to get from Greer. I mean, I think I know that you liked him coming out of college. I actually liked him quite a bit, too. Um, I've got some family from West Virginia, so I watched a few of those games. And, you know, I thought Greer had some some. I won't say that he was as polished as some of the other guys in the class, but he definitely had that kind of swagger. And I could see this being a defense that he could show off a little bit of swagger and kind of have a little bit of mojo. If he, if he gets on a roll, uh, you know, he can, he can do some things that I think he could surprise some people with this game. So um, it's a tough spot though, because you have, we haven't seen him and I didn't think he was ready to start coming out of college, but he is an older prospect. He's probably going to be a little bit more poised. He's, he's one of those guys based on what I saw in college that he's not afraid to take a few shots down the field. Um, and he could use his legs a little bit as well. So um, while I'm not recommending starting Greer, I don't think it's the absolute worst thing that's happened to, to uh, DJ, DJ Moore. Yep. So, but I mean, they are playing Indianapolis and listen to these stats since week 11, DJ Chark had 26.4 fantasy points. Deandre Hopkins at 24.4 in that same game. Will Fuller at 17.5. Khalif Raymond <laughs> had, 10.5 against I mean he had one 40 yard touchdown but he had 10.5 against the Colts for Tennessee um we'll keep going down here in, in week uh 14 Bashad Perryman 14.5 Justin Watson 14.4 <clears throat> Mike Evans 12.6 Chris Godwin 12.6 Michael Thomas at 24.8 so they've been giving up a lot of fantasy points to wide receivers of late um so yeah, I mean DJ Moore is good enough to get open. Uh, if they even if they just do screens and stuff to him, that should be a, give him a decent day. But I think this is going to be a huge day for Christian McCaffrey. So while Christian McCaffrey has been a monster this entire season, this is going to be your championship winning week from Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion. And I and I know that's not even a hot take at, at any point. It's just like duh. But I mean, this could this could end up being like a forty point type of game, you know, uh, with all the dump downs and stuff that could happen. Yeah, yeah, I think McCaffrey is just going to smash. That's not really saying much, though. He's been the most locked in. Him and Lamar Jackson are the two. Uh, you just don't you don't even think about it. Yeah, just you just start them and go. So, um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I don't. Have we heard any word from about Greg Olson coming back? Uh, yeah, so he actually is planning on he he will be available if they choose to let him play. He did clear um, concussion protocol, so he. Okay, well, be... I'll just say this: it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I'm not. I mean, even like Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel's very touchdown dependent. You're not trusting Curtis Samuel this week. You're not. T- trusting either of Ian Thomas or Greg Olson. So it's basically the DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, Michelle, Michelle, McShow. Um, yeah, the McShow. It's time um, for the McShow. On the other side of the ball, Jacoby Brissett looked atrocious. He looked real bad. Um, so I think that maybe they'll be looking for a future QB here in the next draft. Yeah, they extended him, but. Man, I just don't see how they don't try to pick shouldn't, somebody up. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have cut Chad Kelly there, uh, as stupid as Chad Kelly is. But uh, this might be a T.Y. Hilton game. Um, Ugh, I don't yeah, like I, I, no, no, I get it. I, 
I really don't. I don't trust him. His explosion didn't look great. He did have targets. I mean, he got fed targets. So I, the volume I get it. is there. I get it. But Carolina is so bad, so bad against slot receivers. Like, so bad. <laughs> I can't emphasize that enough. Tyler Lockett at 20. I mean, after Tyler Lockett's stretch of three games there where nobody was trusting him, 22 fantasy points, 120 yards and a touchdown. Calvin Ridley, 143 yards and a touchdown. I mean, I, I could go down the list here uh, as I'm trying to find them. Chris Godwin, 151 yards and a touchdown. Dee uh, Dee Westbrook, 82 yards, uh, 7 for 11 for 82 yards. Um, Larry Fitzgerald had had uh, 36 yards and a touchdown. Chris Godwin, another 121 yards. Uh, Cooper Cup had 47 of 10 for 46 yards. Like, they are bad against slot receivers. And like you said, he got fed targets last week. And I think this is a week where T.Y. Hilton shows up. Yeah. I mean, they don't have – you want to talk about a, a team that's just yep. hurting at wide receiver right now. I mean, basically no Paris Campbell, no Chester Rogers, Eric Ebron's on IR, uh, Devin Funches, if he's still on the team, I'm pretty sure he ended up on IR. So you got Hilton, Pascal – and Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines, I guess, is going to be their third best receiver. I mean, I for me, Marlon Mack's the only guy I trust in this game. You yeah. know, you know what's funny? I don't? don't like. I no 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 <laughs> and, and no no no. It, here here's the issue: is Marlon Mack has been so bad since he returned from injury. November and December, he has been atrocious. Yeah. Um, and I understand that this is a um, is a fantastic matchup. But when you look at the snaps, he is splitting snaps with almost 50 50 with Jordan Wilkins. Jordan Wilkins got the touchdown mm-hmm. last week. He's not involved in the pass game. So while Marlon Mack might be a decent flex play this week. He's a I, risky. Uh, decent yeah. Flex like play. you can't. I, I can't trust. I can't trust him. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get starting Marlon Mack, but I can't trust him. Like, this is why you have to look at all the information because, yes, the, the matchup's fantastic, but Marlon Mack has not been the same as he was at the start of the season. So, yeah. yes, start Marlon Mack as a flex, but it's, it is it is risky for a championship yeah. game for me. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I think Jack Doyle, you almost have to start in most situations. I mean, uh, unless you have a fantastic tight end situation, you have to start Jack Doyle because he has been getting volume. Um, T.Y. Hilton, I think, is a great start this week. And then Marlon Mack, probably the only other start here. Um, not, yeah. I, I think this is going to be a, a, a high um, concentration of targets and fantasy points in between like four or five four guys. players in yeah. this game. Um, we do have a question in the chat from Scott Sidlow again, T.Y. Hilton or John Brown. Uh, it's T.Y. Hilton for me because of matchup. Um, John Brown's matchup is just atrocious. That's bad, and, man. That's yeah, it's, it's real bad. <laughs> and, and T.Y. Hilton, like I said, I mean, despite the, the calf injury has a good matchup because the Panthers have been terrible against the slot receiver yeah. receivers. Um, I'm probably going to go Hilton too. Stompy's got me convinced. Uh, I I am not a hundred percent sold on this calf injury, um, but I think just from a volume perspective, even with 
not being 100%. He still got nine targets last week. So, uh, and that was with Brissett looking pretty bad. I think Brissett has a decent game. And I think that, I think you got to go with, man, Smokey Brown. I, I love him this year, but this is bad. He's, he's, not gonna do well. I no. just don't see you, any way that's well. Is, the thing is, he can get volume, but again, you're just not messing with New England. Like I can't mess with yeah. New England in a championship game. Um, our friend James Catullus, co-host James Catullus in the chat, has a non-fantasy question. He caught up on Letterkenny. By the way, if you haven't watched Letterkenny, fantastic, fantastic. But um. Do, are there any other shows that he, we recommend? Um, I said Big Mouth. I love Big Mouth. I think Big Mouth is awesome. It's too relatable. Um, I don't know if you've watched <laughs> I that, had James. I had a joke, but you already took it. You you hit it, hit yourself with it. You jumped on your own grenade. I love it. Oh, no, no. Do you know what Big Mouth's about? I don't. It's about, it's, it's about puberty. <laughs> and it's just – it's very relatable for everybody. Um, I, I, my wife doesn't let me watch cartoon shows, so I'm not allowed to watch those kinds of shows, Why? but we have been watching designated survivor on Netflix and oh, I'm very get out here. No, it. get out of here with your very, very impressed with it. Yeah, it's right. it. The first season is top notch television. So James, I think I'll have to get back to you on it. Um, I'm in the middle of watching South park right now. Oh, I love South Park. See, this hurts me bad because I like those shows, but sometimes you, you know, <laughs> when you watch shows them. with other people, you yeah. just you got to make sacrifices. James, I'll have to get back to you because, yeah, like I said, I mean, I'm in the middle of South Park. Um, if but you've Leonard, never watched Rick and Morty, that's a great uh, show. Yeah, but it's not for everybody. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll move on here. Um, Cincinnati Bengals at Miami Dolphins. This could uh, be another low-key, high-scoring game. Um, not a lot of good defense going on here. Uh, though, Cincinnati has been relatively, or, or under the radar, fantastic against wide receivers this season. Um, they've allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points over the last uh, five weeks. On the season, they've allowed uh, the seventh fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Low-key, they've been fantastic. Um so that's kind of an issue with Devontae Parker, though. Um, and I and I read a stat from I can't remember who. I think it was Jamie Moyer. Uh Jay Moyer on Twitter. He works for um for the RSP with uh, Matt Waldman pointed out that uh Ryan Fitzpatrick is fourth in uh fourth in percentage of uh, tight window throws. And that's perfect for Devontae Parker because he doesn't get separation, but he's fantastic in those 50-50 balls. So I don't think you can afford to sit Devontae Parker this week. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good good streamer this week, and he might be better than guys like Josh Allen, might be better than guys like Jared Goff, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Tom Brady, like there's there's some bad matchups out there, and maybe you start Fitzpatrick there. Yeah, I actually like Fitzpatrick as a, a solid QB2 this week um, that could give you a big game. So, I mean, Fitz is not afraid to throw those tight window throws, so it's not surprising 
Um, I would love to see where he ranks as far as like the number of throws he's taken um, in those tight windows. But Devontae Parker, I think you can start. Uh, as far as Miami goes, that's that's really I, I mean, Mike Gusecki maybe um, could be an option. I'm, I'm I don't really like sold. it. Yeah, I, I don't like it because Cincinnati over the last four weeks. Um, let me look up my stats. My stats here um, over the last uh, four weeks, or specifically over the last five weeks, given up the fourth fewest points. But looking at the last four weeks, and mind you, they haven't played great um, tight ends. They but five point five, one point four, two point seven, point nine zero, and three point seven fantasy points to tight ends. Uh, they haven't given up a double digit fantasy game uh, since week eleven. So they've been pretty good against tight ends, and I just don't trust Mike Gesicki. I see it's hard, though, because he's still getting the volume. I mean, we're talking uh, dating back to week nine. He's had six six or more targets in every game but one. He had five targets in one game. But every other game besides that, he's had at least six targets. So I understand it's not a good matchup, but I I just don't. I think there's worse tight end matchups out there. Um, you probably shouldn't be starting him. But again, if you're talking about a dynasty team that this is your only option, I don't hate it, hate it, but I'm probably looking for somebody else. But again, who else is going to catch passes? I mean, it's uh, Albert, Albert Wilson. Wilson I know you were, I knew you were going to say Albert Wilson. By the way, I have to wear a leotard for a bet I made with Liz Loza for that. So, you know, and I think even though I'm not gonna, it. even though I'm not gonna win the uh, Scott Fishbowl, you're gonna still see me in a leotard. Worth it. Worth uh, it. Um, as far um, as Cincinnati goes, Tyler Boyd must start. Joe Mixon must yep. start. Yep. Uh, I think that Andy Dalton. John Ross. Ah, I wouldn't. He's, yeah, I, that, that's a tough I one. I, I, I think Tyler Boyd's going to get the volume. Joe Mixon has been fantastic the second half of the season. Other than that, I there's nothing that I'm I'm loving. I mean, I like well, I, uh, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton is a streaming option. Um, let's not forget about the running backs for Miami. Patrick, Patrick Laird had, I believe, 15 touches in three straight weeks, including five targets in three straight weeks. Now he did split, I believe, even 15. 50 with my uh miles gaskins last week but with those targets and how he's been uh used in the passing game i don't mind patrick layered as a flex this week i don't trust patrick layered but again i don't think that it's a horrible from a volume perspective it's fine for fantasy but i just i would have a hard time you'd probably find a better flex option than Patrick Laird, let's put it that but, way. But, I mean, even if we are in a in week 16 with all of the injuries that have occurred. I mean, there's going to be teams that need to, that are going to have to start him just from. I just think that Patrick Laird can give you a double-digit fantasy day, and you're fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's I, fine. I, I, I agree. Like, well, there I have are an definitely update. better options. This though. is key. A.J. Green is unlikely to play due to a hamstring You're strain. You're kidding. I know. It's, I'm telling you, I a was shocked to see this. After, after, after a foot injury. After a okay. foot in, Who okay. would have thunked it? <laughs> um, 
you know, I think that just from my AJ Green take alone at this this preseason, you should go follow me on Twitter because I told you drafting AJ Green with a foot injury in the preseason was the dumbest thing that you could do. Um, and sure enough, he hasn't played a game this year. So I'm going to just uh, take that as a, I told you so, you shouldn't draft injured players in the preseason. That is just, you just take that and that's, that's like one of my five rules for fantasy football injuries is like you don't draft players that get injured in the preseason. If they're going to miss a significant amount of time to start the year, that is not a good player to have on your team. Just my opinion. Um, besides that, I think we're pretty much done with this game. I don't see any anybody else. Yeah, really need I'm to talk about. Uh, Pittsburgh at New York Jets. I'm pretty much done with this game. Uh, so we don't really <laughs> need to talk about that. <laughs> oh, I see how it's going to be. I mean, uh, it looks like Mason. Realistic. It looks it's like a, Mason Rudolph's going to start. The over under is thirty nine. That is generous. Yeah. So uh, I don't like anybody for New York. Yeah. I mean, I I hate. No, I I legitimately hate everybody for New York. Like Lev Bell's probably not going to have a good game. Pittsburgh has been a top five defense against the run. I like the defenses. There you go. In this they, game, there you go. if you're playing a talk defense about special team, uh, the Steelers are looking good. Um, yeah. And you can probably put the Jets up off waivers. So, so the Steelers, <laughs> uh, yeah, on both sides of the – or uh, both against the pass and the run have been fantastic. Have not allowed a 100-yard rusher this season. There was a stretch there where they didn't even allow a double-digit fantasy game to a uh, running back. I don't think Le'Veon Bell's a good start this week. Robbie Anderson's definitely not a good start this week. Crowder, that's the one hole that they have in that defense is in the slot. So Crowder's an okay start this week or maybe a flex start. Uh, if you would, it's not great, but he's been getting uh, the volume here. So uh, I don't mind Crowder uh, this week. Um I mean, do you disagree with that? I mean, Landry Landry caught uh, six of eleven for seventy six yards. Uh, Tyler Boyd went for one hundred one, hundred and one, and a touchdown. Uh, Landry went for forty three and a touchdown the previous week. Uh, Cups disappeared off the face of the planet. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you're gonna start any of the yeah, if you're gonna start I'm any sorry. of the pass catchers, it's Crowder. But I just this Pittsburgh defense has been fantastic. Um, on the other side of the ball, is Juju playing? It looks like he is. It looks like he is. Um, he did get a full practice in on Thursday. That's usually a telltale sign that he's going to play. Um, and I'm just looking up basically those games that he played with Mason Rudolph. It did look like he had a few good games with Rudolph. So if Rudolph ends up getting the start, which they're he's getting first-team reps in practice right now, so – they're eyeing a change at quarterback. It's Rudolph or Hodges. They've been doing this with Hodges. Now they're going to, seems like they're going back to Rudolph. Uh, you know, with Rudolph at the helm, Juju had an eight for 84. You know, he, he had a touchdown in a game, 81 yards and a touchdown, 75 yards, seven catches and a touchdown. Uh, again, these aren't against good necessarily defenses. Um, that 75 and the touchdown was against Baltimore, but that was in week five. Um, so, again, I don't hate Juju coming back, 
but he's a risk, a really risky wide receiver three. Um, and mm-hmm. that is a hundred percent assuming that Mason Rudolph is the quarterback and it's not Devlin. If Hodges is the quarterback, you just stay away from all of them. Mm, I don't know if I disagree with that. I think because of Washington's a dot, um, he he might be an okay flex. I mean, he's done okay with Hodges. Uh, it's not my favorite start um, by any stretch of the imagination. But again, if if we're looking at taking swings here, um, I do. I I think Washington is the guy to own here. Yeah, so to me, that just says you just stay away from all of them. No, I agree, but I mean, like, let, let's look at what he's done. Over, I mean, four of the past or in the three of the past four weeks, he's had eighty-three or more yards through the uh, uh, receiving yards. He's had two touchdowns in that time frame as well. So Washington is the boom guy here. Yeah, and they're um, using him downfield too, which is right. which is basically the the biggest advantage that he has, and he does. He's been playing well. I mean, I still feel like Juju's probably going to command the targets if he's playing, but um, we'll see. We'll see kind of how that split goes. Again, if you got better options, I would find a better option. I, I think I agree with that. I, it's just it's not a good situation with those quarterbacks. They're going to lean heavy on the run. Speaking of James Conner, probably gets ten to fifteen touches, but he only played what 50% of the snaps last week. They're not going to do give him the full load like they did earlier in the season. Though Benny Snell only had two snaps last week. Connor had 34, Jalen Samuels had 17. I why would they give Benny Snell only two snaps? I mean, I obviously they think Connor is the guy and that game was close for most of the game. So Yeah, yeah I don't I don't know. I'll be honest. I just I don't really understand it. I thought Snow was playing well when Connor was hurt. So I, you would have thought that they would have worked those two in together. But it seems like whenever Connor's playing, I say that. But the Steelers for the last five years, Mike Tomlin has always been a guy that just he feeds his number one running back, and and we see it as soon as Connor came back, he he was feeding, getting fed. So um, yeah, I mean, we should have expected it, I guess, at this point. I think I agree there. I mean, I'm starting Connor in places. There, there's just some skepticism of him getting the full load. But, I mean, he got 50%, saw 53% of the – sorry, 58% of the snaps. So, probably should run him out there. Um, yeah. I just – this is going to be a pretty ugly game in my opinion. Really only trust Connor. <laughs> I mean, I really only trust Connor in this game. Yeah. Um, New York Giants at Washington. Um Washington, I will not say that, so we're going to call him Washington Football Club. Okay. Overrunners, overrunners 42. Uh, again, two bad defenses here. Uh, I'm not, though I'm not starting Dwayne Haskins because I just absolutely not. Um, Terry McLaurin, uh, decent start. I mean, New York has yeah. been terrible against uh, wide receivers this season, and now they don't have Janoris Jenkins. So, um, Terry McLaurin, Great start this week. Um, Saquon or, or Saquon in this game, obviously Washington hasn't been good against running backs. Um, 
anybody. I mean, Darius Slayton, I believe Daniel Jones is playing. Uh, yeah, it looks like, yeah, it looks like Jones is, is recovered from his ankle. He's working with the starters, so it looks like he's playing. So Darius Slayton could be a guy. Um, Sterling Shepard looked pretty good last week. He's been dealing with kind of concussions and things, but, um, you know, he had 11 targets, nine receptions, 111 yards. That's against Miami. Again, Washington is probably the second best option um, or third best. Uh, he can't play against the, his own team. So um, in terms of pass catchers going up against a team, you know, uh, Shepard actually had uh, seven receptions for 76 yards and, and a rushing attempt for 23 yards uh, back in week four against Washington. So that that's a guy that I think in a PPR league or if you get any points for for uh, receptions, uh, I think Shepard and, and Slayton are both pretty fair options. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I mean, Golden Tate has just stopped, <laughs> has not been a, a target – uh, of late um other than that i i mean i'm not trusting any i ingram's been shut down i don't think that uh rhett ellison's playing um i mean caden smith in a pinch i uh, listen washington washington's been in Bad. the last five weeks washington has been terrible against uh tight ends uh, they gave up 109 yards and a touchdown to Ryan Griffin. They gave up a touchdown to Daniel Brown. They gave up uh, 24 yards and a touchdown to Logan Thomas. Um, they gave up a touchdown to Robert Tanyan. Uh, Zach Ertz obviously had a, a big, a good game last week. So I guess you're, I mean, uh, with Caden Smith, you're hoping for a touchdown really because yeah. with, with Sterling Shepard, with Saquon, with, um, Darius Slayton, you're basically he's fourth in terms of pass catchers. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much a touchdown or bust. Again, I'm probably not starting him anywhere if I can avoid it. Unless um, you're in a really deep league that starts multiple tight ends. What about Adrian Peterson? I don't like Adrian Peterson personally, but he's getting volume. As in, you don't like him as a person, or well, yes, you don't that, like him but this week. I don't like him hitting his children with a switch. But um, that's good. You probably shouldn't. That's you know, that's <laughs> you, if you're but, a normal human being, you should be pretty upset about that. You shouldn't hit your kids. But I believe uh, the Giants have actually been decent against the run this season. Um, they did give up a big game to Boston Scott in that um, overtime loss. Um, I, I would just say Peterson's hard. Peterson's hard for me because again, who's he competing with touches for? I mean, you could see him theoretically. He should get, you know, he could have twenty touches and at running back. Had, that's I I could see him hitting that ten point flesh uh, threshold for threshold threshold <laughs> for. <laughs> You can hold my flesh. I'm getting tired. No. You can tell. Uh, no. no, my flesh hold. No, um, I mean he's he's gotten a touchdown in each of his last three games. Yeah. Um, he like even fact, had three receptions last week, oh which God. is unbelievable because he is right. terrible at catching so balls against against um New York. The last time he, they won twenty four to three, but he only had twenty eight yards on eleven carries. 
Yeah. So again, I, I don't see how I could see playing him from a volume perspective. He's been consistent the last three weeks. I don't see him putting up a dud for you in this game. Like he did in week four. I don't see that happening just because I think he has less competition. Now it's pretty clear that they're going to want to run the ball. Um, I would say flex option. And I would be comfortable with that just from a volume perspective. Fair enough. Uh, We will move on from there. Detroit lions at Denver Broncos, the lowest scoring game of the week, according to uh, the line here, the over under line 37.5. I can't disagree with it. (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't know where those points are going to come from. Uh, Somebody's yeah. I, Drew Locke. I mean, I think Drew Locke could. I see. I like Drew Locke. A game. I like Drew Locke this week because Detroit has been bad against quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, Drew Locke has had two game, two out of three games. He's been great. He actually threw for over 200 yards last week in the snow. So it's not like he was horrendous last week by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Uh, and he's going up against Kansas City. I mean, that's. I'm, right. I'm pretty sure he was in Kansas City, which is a tough place to play. So, uh, the Lions have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks on the season. Uh, they also allow a lot of uh, fantasy points to running backs. So, I actually like Philip Lindsay in this game as well. Yeah, uh, I also like Cortland Sutton in this game, um, and I like Noah Fant. So, um, I really like the Denver just, Broncos. Just- Listen, I am. I, he I is going to be in Colorado this weekend. Okay, yes. Um, but like, if you really look at it, there's not a lot to dislike about the Denver Broncos this week, except for a rookie quarterback. On the other hand, Detroit, David Blau Bluff blog is blog. He he looked good for about he blows, a half. Man, he does. He looked good for about a a half of football against the Chicago bears. And then has been terrible since even against yeah. Tampa, it was terrible. And so I'm sitting Kenny Galladay in a lot of places for, for like Brashad Perryman um, yeah. because of that. Now, what about um, carry on Johnson? He has come out and said, he's hoping he can play. Um, he's eligible to come off, but I don't think we've heard anything about them letting him come off the IR yet. Um, he looks good in practice, so I think he could be a workhorse this week. I mean, I really do. I think if he comes in and he plays, he could be a few weeks ago. I said on this show, I said, you should pick up carry on Johnson because he could come back in week 16. If you think you're going to win and you know, even if you don't think you're going to win, if you made the playoffs and carry on Johnson's for free, pick him up. Who knows what's going to happen? And, you know, week 14 killed a bunch of people with injuries. Mm-hmm. If you manage to make it through to week 16, you know, make it through that. Carry on Johnson could easily be starting for you. And I think if he plays, they're going to feed him because Bo Scarborough is hurt. He's been limited in practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wes Hills is uh, an undrafted free agent. I mean, he is – the only thing that Wes Hills could do is is – uh, he could rumble in for a one-yard touchdown. You know, if they don't want to put 
carry on in that kind of predicament where he's running into a stacked box. I could see them bringing West Hills in to run straight ahead. I mean, West Hills is a, he's a big boy. So he's like 220 and 61. So, I mean, he could, I could see him vulturing a touchdown and that being a, a real bummer. But for the most part, I could see Johnson, if he plays this week, being a workhorse and getting a fair amount of volume. So I don't hate it. Um, yeah, and 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 if we really think about it, Galladay's not in a great matchup with Chris Harris. Danny Amendola's not a bad start. He's been kind of feeding over the past few weeks. So Danny Amendola might not be a bad start, though. Well, nope, Kareem Jackson is out for the rest of the season, or he's been suspended for the rest of the season. So Amendola's not a like not a bad start. So really we're looking at carry on and probably Amendola. Um, I get wanting to start Galladay, but it's just not not a great matchup, and it's a bad quarterback situation. So um, that's where I'm at. I, I mean, yep. do you do you have anything else to add for this game? Nope, I think that's it. We can go to the next one. Um, Oakland Raiders at Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, <laughs> uh, two really gross quarterbacks. Um, I'll tell you what, Tyrell Williams is an auto set for me. Josh Jacobs is out. Yep. So De- uh, DeAndre Washington, I think. DeAndre Washington is a good flex start this week. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers have not been good against the run this season. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, good start, good starts, though. I am starting Mike Boone, and we'll talk about him. Mike in a- Boone. Mike Boone in a- over, over Austin Eckler this week. Ooh, I don't know how I feel about that. But if if he's the only running back there, that's tough, man. Eckler has been so good. No, I get it. But Mike Boone's going to get like Dalvin cook, 20 touches. Good. <laughs> like any crushed last week. And he's got a great matchup in green Bay. Oh, gosh, that's, but, Oh man, that is, can you start both? I think I would well, put no, them on similar. You want to know what this running back, this running back core looks like it's Chubb, Kamara, Eckler, Boone, Boston, Scott. So okay, no. well, you got to start Chubb and you got to start Kamara. So yeah, so I'm so, between. Oh, and Devonta Freeman, by the way. <laughs> I put I would put Eckler and Boone in the same same tier this week. Um, I think they both have similar upside. Maybe Boone has a little bit more touchdown upside. Um, I don't know, man. I like Eckler a lot. He is no, no, I do too. But he's getting so much work in the past game. He's been but, so efficient. The last time they played, he got eight touches to Gordon's 23. I mean, I think if you he, – he did score a touchdown, though. So That's fine. I would rather take the chance on volume. Okay. I think the argument is there, and it's ultimately it's your fantasy team, so you start who you want. I would personally probably start Eckler. But I, I understand, given the running back circumstances that you've got in that particular league, why you would go with Mike Boone. Because Boone's going to probably have the bigger boom, boom, boom week, boom week. Because he's going to get all the volume. So he is the safe RB3 when you have Chubb and Kamara as your first two RBs. And I don't, I don't blame that logic. I mean, for me personally, you right. take the guaranteed. We, we've gone on a tangent here. So Oakland Raiders at Los Angeles Chargers. Eckler and Gordon are good starts. Hunter Henry, always a good start. Yep. Keenan Allen, always a good start. Yep. 
What about Mike Williams? I, I've, I'm never going to trust Mike Williams ever. That's just that, <laughs> that's how it's going to be. I'm kind of the same way. I think I think he is a he's a tough sell for me. You just don't know what you're going to get, and he's been playing well, but you're talking off of huge catches. Yeah, I mean, big. If he doesn't make that big play. No, and that's my my issue with him is like he needs that fifty yard play to give you a good week. Yeah, um, and his volume isn't super, you know, consistent. No, I mean he has gotten two touchdowns the last two weeks. So I don't know. I'd still, I'd, st- I know I'm I'm with you. I I can't trust because <sighs> my my issue is he doesn't have the boom boom week like. He's caught two touchdowns over the last two weeks, but he didn't have the 150 and yarded touchdown game or the 150 and two touchdown game. Which means that one's coming now that we've said yeah, he'll probably. never do. <laughs> um, on the other side, it's Darren Waller and not much else. Yeah. I yeah. mean, DeAndre I think Washington, and Washington, if you are hurting bad from injuries and things, he's not a horrible start because he right. did play, you know, he, he, we did see him used both on the ground and through the pass game. The last time he was a starter and Jacob sat. So uh, again, not a huge upside guy, but I mean, I think from a volume perspective, I would put him above probably Adrian Peterson, my personal belief this week, um, just because he's giving you that. Yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah. giving you that, that passing floor. And that's, if you're talking RB threes, man, that's a nice thing to have. So yeah, I'm with you. All right, uh, on to our next game here, Dallas Cowboys at Philadelphia Eagles. Dak has that shoulder injury. Yeah, and I haven't really seen much on this. I mean, I haven't seen anything that would indicate that he's not going to play. This is a big game for them. Um, but they're talking about he's got an AC joint sprain. They're talking he might not throw until Saturday, which is like <laughs> worst case scenario for me because that means – He's probably, he's probably not. I think he's going to play, but we're not going to hear anything about it on an injury report this week because he's not going to throw until Saturday. So, um, you know, Cooper Rush is taking snaps. I mean, this isn't this isn't uh, ideal for Dak Prescott, but I still think he plays because it's a big game and he's trying to get paid. And you know, I don't think he's a horrible start against the against the Eagles. So so what do you think about Amari and Gallup then with those two or with the with the with the uh shoulder? I think you can I would trust Cooper but that wide receiver to Gallup, I just don't I don't know. I think this is going to be a Ezekiel Elliott 30 touch game and I think he's really the only one you can trust for sure. And to me, you would go with Cooper and then Gallup is. I actually really like Gallup in this game. If okay. not for that shoulder injury, um, because the outside cornerbacks are not good for, yeah. for Philadelphia. Um, but yeah, that shoulder hit injury makes me really hesitate. Uh, so I don't know, like, like Terry McLaurin at 21.5. Darius Slayton at 29.9, Devontae Parker at 31.4. Like those outside cornerbacks are bad. And I think Gallup could have a big game this week. But that shoulder makes me hesitate. 
Yeah, and they didn't. I mean, they didn't throw a ton with him last week. I know that he, you know, he was hurt, but I mean, so far this year, he has only had two games where Dak has thrown for less than thirty pass attempts. Yeah, and the last one was against Philly. Um, he had twenty-seven pass against. He's threw for a touchdown interception. Um, he did have five rushes for thirty yards, which is you know that's nice little bonus there that he can give you. Um, but that was against Philly in week seven. So, and then last week he had twenty-three pass attempts. So, if he hadn't thrown the ball, he's yeah. not giving you that Lamar Jackson floor at running. I mean, he can give you a few points running, but not anywhere near the safety that Lamar Jackson can give you. But but do you can you afford to sit Dak is the better question. Probably not. In most Superflex leagues, the people you got to play him. And this is a big game. And while Dak is not known for uh, being a big game quarterback, I think that this team's going to get fired up enough. And I think he's played well enough against a, their defense is not going to be able to to stop him if they if he really wants to throw. So Zeke's a must start for me. I think it, Dak. It's so inopportune that injury. It's just like, oh, are you kidding? Worst me? case, worst uh, case for sure. Um, I, I really don't like uh, Jason Witten in this game. Uh, the Eagles have given up the fifth fewest fantasy points to tight ends on the season. They've only given up double digit fantasy points to three tight ends this season. So I don't like Jason Witten in this game. Obviously, you're starting Zeke. Um. Other than that, probably not Cobb, probably not Jarwin. Um, so we don't really need to talk about them. Yeah. On the other side, get the obvious out of the way. It's Ertz. Um, yeah. Scott Sidlow in the the chat. Um, last question, Goddard or O.J. Howard? It's got to be O.J. Howard for me because Goddard doesn't have the volume, and I think O.J. Howard has that volume to this week. Yeah, I would say – Gosh, you know, I mean, we say it hasn't had the volume, but Goddard's had six. Okay, so we got dating back to the bye. So that was in week 10. He's had six targets, eight targets, seven targets, six targets, six targets. The volume isn't that much different than what O.J. Howard has been getting. I just think O.J. Howard gives you a higher ceiling um, than Goddard does. I think Ertz is going to eat. This wide receiver core is hurt, (laughs) and they're not getting any better. Um, uh, our Sega wide side is hurt. He's got a foot injury. Nelson Aguilar has got a knee injury. He isn't practicing. He's not likely to play. Greg Ward uh, is probably the wide receiver one this week. I mean, he is, and I, I don't like Greg Ward. I don't trust wide receiver threes that are now wide receiver ones. Well, you're, I'm trusting Perryman. So you better start. Well, yeah, but Jameis Winston throws the yeah, ball fair. a lot more than what Carson Wentz throws. Fair. So, uh, I don't hate Goddard as a tight end. I think he's got, you know, low end, especially in a PPR league. Throw him in there. Um, If you want the safety of probably 10 points, 11 points from your tight end, um, we've seen OJ Howard just disappear at this time. So if you want the safety, I think you go with Goddard. If you want the, if you need to win and you're a dog in the, in the projections, you know, I think you go OJ Howard for the upside um, from that passing offense, but I don't, I don't hate either of those guys. So I would say Goddard and Ertz are both fine tight end starts. Ertz is a must start always, but I don't hate Goddard as a floor tight end. I think I can agree with that. Um, 
we can talk about those wide receivers if we want, but Dallas ranks, uh, they have allowed the eighth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers on the season. So not a great look for JJ Arthego Whiteside and uh, Gray Ward here. So I don't think those two are good starts at all. Um, Miles Sanders is a good start. Boston Scott's an interesting start this week. I don't hate it, but um, again, I, I have a hard time trusting those. No, no, I, yeah, running I backs that aren't. It's not like he has a, a stranglehold on. He was just he was. He's, he's been, been good heavily, last few weeks. Yeah, he's been heavily involved in the pass game. Is the big thing here? Yeah, and they they don't have receivers, so no. I, I don't hate it. Actually, I don't hate it. Looking at his stats for the last couple of weeks, you know, he's gotten 13 targets. He's caught all those passes. Um, you know, he's getting some rushing upside too. I, I would put him right there with like Kareem Hunt in terms of just, I think he's a fine flex option just from a volume perspective. Um, and they don't have any pass catchers. So who knows where they're putting him for these targets? I mean, he we could see Boston Scott in a yeah. out in the slot i mean we could we could see them moving him kind of all over the place so, so I don't with injuries him. with injuries boston scott is not the worst flex in the world yes um arizona cardinals at seattle seahawks we'll get through these last uh three games really quickly uh cardinals Kenyon drake's a good start christian kirk maybe <laughs> he's been hurt <laughs> And I think he's ret- he's planning on returning, um, but gosh, that's I'm not a Christian Kirk believer, so I think he is. He's been limited. He didn't practice on Wednesday. He's limited. I, there's a chance he doesn't even play. I'm probably staying away. Yeah, I don't think I like any of the pass catchers here uh, whatsoever. I mean, Fitz might get you some floor type points maybe low end double digits but it's not great and i i heard jj zacharyson say a stat on his podcast something about that kyler murray is on pace for the fewest or the second fewest fantasy points produced by a top 10 pick ever a top 10, sorry, not top 10 pick, but top 10 QB ever or top 10 QB of the last decade or something like that. Is that with like any kind of given certain number of starts? I mean, I'm sure that there's no, been yeah, a, I, I think it's, yeah. I, I think it obviously has to be with a certain number of starts. I, I would have to, he look. has no, that team is so, I understand, <laughs> I mean, but he has not looked good either. I don't think he is. He is. He looked better than Josh Rosen looked in that offense last year. I mean, that team has so many holes on offense. DJ's hurt constantly. Kenyon Drake looked amazing. So I think you can. God, Kenyon Drake is. He kills me. I traded Kenyon Drake yeah, earlier I this year. I, I just. It's not. I mean, that offensive line is bad. This game is going to be controlled, I'm guessing, on the ground by Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Carson is probably he's he's one of the Slam best dunk. Yeah, he's <laughs> one of the best running back plays this week. Um, Ty Hilton's a good play as well, and I actually don't mind Russell Wilson this week as a back end QB one. Yeah. Um, this is back going in. To- I- 
Russell Wilson, gosh, where was this stat at? I cannot remember it for the life of me. But he plays out of his mind when the projected point total is high, and I don't see how he's going to feast on these guys. Fair enough. Um, So, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a Seattle Seahawks, so it's going to be Carson. DK Metcalf's not a bad start. Uh, uh, I already said Tyler Lockett, uh, Russ. And then on the other side, I mean, I – I don't know if I want to start Kyler. I am staying away if I can. So, yeah, I don't actually own you, very much Kyler. I'll be honest. I don't, I don't draft Kyler. I don't really draft rookie quarterbacks and redraft. And I didn't, I didn't have a top two pick in most of my dynasty leagues. So I don't really have him there either. So, it was um, such a humble brag. Well, I, I mean, I just, I don't play in a ton of leagues. I only have like three dynasty leagues. So I just um, don't. I just yeah, so I mean, pass catchers are kind of do. rough this week, so it's really Kenyon Drake on the other side for me, and you. Yep. It sounds like uh, yep. Kansas City Chiefs at Chicago Bears. Start all the Chiefs. Start all of the Chiefs. Um, really, it's only three Chiefs, but <laughs> start all three of them. All three. So it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Tyreek Hill, it's uh, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. On the other side, I mean, I don't know how you can get away from Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller. But Anthony like has been balling out. I know, but like the Cincinnati Bengals, the Kansas City Chiefs have been very good against wide receivers this season. Um, so that's my they've allowed the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers on the season. Uh though they gave up 20.3 to Edelman. Uh they gave up 17.1 to uh Keenan Allen as well. Um, so it seems like maybe there's a little bit of a hole in terms of the uh, slot receivers. Mm-hmm. So maybe Anthony Miller's the guy to start here. But what Anthony about Miller's going to eat? What about Allen Robinson? Um, touchdown upsides there. Targets are there. I mean, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, somewhere around there. I mean, I think he's startable. I, I, I don't. I, the, I don't think people can really sit Allen Robinson, but. Mm-hmm. Your expect to, I mean, you can't expect a ceiling from Allen Robinson this week unless, yeah. like, it turns into just like the Chiefs are you know, blowing them out and they're going to have to throw from behind. Yeah. Um, I'm the Chiefs are not good against the run, but I cannot trust David Montgomery, especially with that offensive line. So I am staying away from David Montgomery. Yeah, I agree. David Montgomery is on my top sell list probably in dynasty as well yeah. this off season. I mean, you got to get rid of him. He's exactly what he did. He was coming out of college. He and is that doesn't a, apply to the pros because it's a lot faster. Game. He is a fine running back in college and he does not have the explosion to give you those big plays. He is. Yeah. He can grind out 80 yards on 20 carries. That's great, but he cannot, mm-hmm. he, he was, Compared to Le'Veon Bell in his patience, but really it's just he's just not very explosive, so he can't just right. burst through a hole like a like an explosive running back could. So um, when you're that way and you can't burst through the hole and you're patient, like you're just not going to be very effective at the NFL level. So um, my last piece of dynasty advice for the night is to, if you have David Montgomery, you need to be selling that dude this offseason because uh, it's just it's not worth it. It's not worth it to have those guys. You need there's this running back class has five better options than David Montgomery easily. Um, probably closer to six or seven. 
if you once I really get into it. But for sure, five that I could name off the top of my head. So get rid of him. Yep, agree with that. Uh, Tariq Collins, not much of a start at this point, unless it turns into a blowout. But I don't think you're going to trust that. And I, know, I wouldn't sit- start. So it's, yeah, it's Allen Robinson and it's Anthony Miller as starts on the other side there. Um, and then our final game of the week here. Uh, sorry for this marathon of a podcast. We're over we can't two hours. stop talking. That's our problem. <laughs> uh, Green Bay, Green Bay Packers at Minnesota Vikings. Uh, running backs. Mike Boom. Yeah, seriously. I, I, I mean, I Sigmund Bloom has is all over this, but I, I kind of agree. Like, the dude put up points last week in the absence of Dalvin Cook. He's going to give a get a Dalvin Cook workload. The Packers rank 25th in DVOA against the run. They are allowing, I believe, the eighth most fantasy points to running backs on the season. Um, this is such a, like, I think a lot of championships are going to be won on the back of Mike Boone and Brashad Perryman this week. Yeah, I agree. Um, Dalvin cook looks like he's going to miss possibly all of December as well. I mean, Mike Boone is, he's a guy. Okay. You need to pay attention to him. I mean, he ran a four, four, nine. Um, he's five, hundred percentile, hundred percentile burst score as well. Yeah. hundred percentile burst score. This dude has some juice. Um, and he can catch the ball. He had back-to-back seasons of 20-plus uh, receptions. Yeah. So what we're saying is is that Mike Boone, if you should have been getting some bids in for him uh, if he was on your waivers because he's I, – I can't see any way he doesn't give you a solid 15-plus points, especially in PPR, probably more. So, like, yeah, I, I think this is safe floor and gigantic ceiling. Yeah. Um. I don't love – they just – this has been a weird season for the Vikings because of late, Kirk Cousins isn't uh, throwing the ball as much. So it's kind of been kind of this weird bell curve of a season for Kirk Cousins where he's not throwing the ball a lot, throwing the ball a ton and doing well, not throwing the ball a lot. So uh, with Diggs and Thielen, I mean, Thielen still got the injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I still think he's probably hampered by that, but that secondary has, while they struggled in the middle of the season have, have been a lot better, um, of late. So, uh, I mean, it's tough to sit. Well, maybe not. No, wow. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Miller, 22.3 Allen Robinson, 16, maybe not. Um, DJ Moore had 16.5. Mike Williams had that big game. So I I, I get playing Diggs. I get playing Thielen. I would stay away from Thielen. Diggs is probably a good start. Yep. Uh, Cousins, not a great start by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, but I don't think he's a – He's not the worst start. I think he's, he's the I worst. Mean, probably I mean, a high end QB too. Yeah. Um, which is fantastic and super flex. Take it. <laughs> I don't think Kyle Rudolph's a good start. Green Bay has been uh, better against tight ends uh, lately. And Irv Smith always is yeah, always and Irv Smith involved is. in the red zone. Um, so, yeah, I think it's Diggs, it's Boone, and it's Kirk Cousins this week. For Minnesota on the other side, you obviously have to start Aaron Jones. I don't – I mean, Aaron Rodgers has like four games. Sorry, you said Minnesota on the other side. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Green, Green Bay. Bay. Green Bay. Uh, 
So it's Aaron Jones. Yep. Jamal Williams? Mm. No. I don't like it. Mm. This is the thing where you, you I, like in championship week, you can't, you get, you can't get cute. Uh, It's Aaron Jones in the backfield. Um, I don't think you can start Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's had those four big games. Other than that, he's been awful. Yeah, I said that. Awful. I cannot, as an Aaron Rodgers, Scott Fishbowl owner, I can tell you that it's been a rough year. Yeah, me too. It's been a rough year. Got sniped and on Dak. So, I got sniped on Lamar. I'm very irritated. So, ultimately, I agree. You can't yeah. trust. But Which, you can't trust Devontae Adams. Yes. Da- Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, that's it on the Green Bay side. Which is where all their offense comes from anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I will say one thing. It, this game being on Monday night does freak me out a little bit. Because we, while all the all of the rumors are that Cook is going to get shut down, Dalvin Cook, he is saying that he's still prepping to play. Alexander Madison could gets another day to to get better. So just keep an eye on these things. I still think Mike Moon's going to have this backfield basically to himself. Amir Abdullah all might right. work well, a little bit. So Al- Alexander Madison has the high ankle sprain has not been running or was seen working off to the side with trainers. I'm saying it's highly running. unlikely that either of these guys come back, but does the fact that this game on Monday, my question to you, does the fact that this game is on Monday worry you at all for putting Boone in and and planning on starting him? It does, but... got to have some kind of backup, right? I would think if they don't practice by, like, Friday or even Saturday, they're not playing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't personally expect either of them to play. I'm 90% accurate on the season uh, on predicting if a guy's going to play or not based on his injury. I don't expect either of those guys to play, but there's still a 10% chance that they might. The fact that it's on Monday has me a little bit more concerned, um, especially with Cook, because if Cook plays, like Mike Boone's value goes to basically nothing. I mean, Dalvin Cook, is a he dominates touches. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're either one of them is going to play. I just say, you know, keep an eye on those kinds of things. Fair enough. All right. So that's it. That was a two-hour podcast. We're all going to go pass out now. Good luck in your championship games. Uh, go follow Ethan Turner at Eterner PT under wait Eterner FF underscore PT. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Go follow Ethan Turner at ETurnerFF underscore PT. Get all of the fantastic analysis on injuries and fantastic analysis on fantasy football in general. Follow me at FF Stompy. Follow the podcast at Superflex Show. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us get out to the masses. And good luck in your championships. Bye, everyone. Oh, wait, I forgot. Stay sexy and super flexible.